everybody. Welcome back to Cutie Chat Podcast. This is Mary. And this is Daryl. And we are your one-stop shop for All Talk Quarantine 2020. We like to give you updates on what's happening in the news with politics, current events. We also like to keep it kind of light and talk about our favorite music, our favorite television programming, and everything in between. This is your place for motivation, inspiration, education, and a good laugh. So today's episode is one that we have been anticipating all year long, and we are here to talk about the election results of the presidential election 2020. Biden was the winner. Woohoo! I'm sorry. Girls looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm just really excited about this. So the election, as you all know, was November 3rd, and the official results came in um, on November 7th, I believe, which was a Saturday. They came in on Saturday evening. 8.30, matter of fact. Well, the, the results came in earlier, but Biden and, uh, I'm sorry, President-elect Biden and Madam uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, they took the stage 8.30 in Wilmington, Delaware. And so, Wilmington, Delaware. And they were declared the winners, the victors of the election. And we are going to talk about how that happened. So... Biden was able to turn Arizona and Nevada blue, Michigan, Wisconsin back blue, and thanks to the wonderful, smart, incredible, and um, just incomparable Stacey Abrams, she managed to flip Georgia blue, which nobody thought could happen. Um, a lot of people doubted her, second-guessed her, but yes, to Stacey Abrams was able to do the groundwork, and she able she delivered she helped deliver the election in Georgia and all of their beautiful electoral votes. Yeah, we were obviously really excited. Um, we were, of course, uh, prayerful for Biden, and we just knew that he was going to win just because the country is just in such a state that, I mean, we just feel, well, we, we are the people, so we just, we know that we're ready for another president. And thankfully, the will of the people have, have spoken, or has uh, spoken. And yeah, it's, it's great. It was a worldwide celebration. It was People you know, dancing in the streets. Yeah, I, I, I played some loud music for uh, <laughs> the celebration, and there was a lot of cheers, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Yeah, people took to the streets in Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, I mean, all the major cities, and believe it or not, really across the world. In Europe, in France, people were ringing church bells, fireworks were going off, and I think that just speaks volume to the mandate for the world. The world was looking at us. We were able to do the right thing. We came out, we showed up, we stood up for democracy, and the world applauded. And everybody is relieved because we don't think that everything is going to be 100% wonderful and perfect now. But we do know that when we think about the pillars of democracy and decency and just morals and and you know, when you think about those things, that will that is what was on the ballot. And I think all of us didn't want to find ourselves sliding into a dictatorship or author authoritarian uh, type of country because everything the U.S. does has a ripple effect around the world. And I think everybody 
universally, internationally, was just happy that we were able to do what needed to be done um, with so much on, on the ballot. Yeah, and we were sort of able to, as a country, uh, redeem ourselves because the oh, yeah. former president blatantly solicited help from foreign governments to blatantly cheat yeah. in order to win the election. Yeah. And the whole world got to see that that type of behavior was defeated yeah. in the will of the people who would vote. And it's known that that the former, the loser president tried to cheat, and who knows what he did, and it just goes to show that cheaters do lose. Yes, yes. And it's, it's a mandate of the people, and it's a, it's a message to the world that the will of the people will be heard, you know. Absolutely. Despite all the cheating and despite all the negativity and despite the, the, the division and the division that he brings. So, yeah, it was it's definitely a good thing that the world needed to see. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of get into some of the meat of what's what has happened since that great day of uh, last Saturday took place. So as of today, and we're about a week out since last Saturday, um, right now, Biden has cumulatively gotten more than 5 million more votes in the popular vote. And in the electoral vote, right now, unofficially, it's 290 to 232, but eventually it'll be 306 to 232. The only reason why they're holding out on that official um, electoral college number is because um, Georgia had to do a recount. And so since they're in the process of doing the recount, they don't want to officially call it. But there were more than 10,000 votes that he got in Georgia. So it's going to be negligible even when the recount takes place. So unofficially it, it will be 306 to 232 um once that's done and of course we didn't think that 45 was going to go quietly into that good night and um a few things have kind of transpired and we're just sharing this so you're aware if you're not aware um and we encourage you to do your own research and to obviously look into these things uh because we don't want any surprises and it's, it's good to just be informed so on a funny note uh, right after the election results were called, uh, some of Biden, I think Rudy Giuliani and some of other, uh, some of Trump's other top, uh, people got together to hold a news conference on how they were going to, uh, defend the election results and they were going to fight them in some of the key states. And they held a press conference at a Four Seasons. Well, the Four Seasons turned out to be a landscape business in a strip mall uh, and, and there's this press conference of, like, Giuliani and some of his top aides literally standing with a backdrop of Make America Great Again, uh, in, in between this landscaping shop on one side and I think, like, a sex shop on the other side, and, like, that just gives you the level of unintelligence that, as of January 20th, will no longer be operating this country, like, they thought they were booking the Four Seasons Hotel, and it was actually a Four Seasons uh, landscaping business, because I guess Google doesn't exist in this in their world. I don't know. Yeah, that was funny to see. I mean, it's, it's going to be much more fun when he's finally just totally gone, but <laughs> that was indicative of, of him and his whole presidency's 
uh, so it's like it's all about the announcement and then and the fanfare, but there there's nothing behind it. There's no payoff. So never. And 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 then in good news, you know, he wanted they they wanted to challenge Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin. They wanted to challenge all the states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and so far, with the exception, I think, of Georgia, a lot of the um, contests have been thrown out. It's, it's just been the, the, the election results were clear enough for judges to feel like there is no need for a recount. But Georgia was, I guess, close enough and considered a, a key state, so they are doing a recount for that one, but all the rest of them were thrown out. Yeah, today, the Republican... Uh, lawyers are zero and twelve in court, and their lawsuits have amounted to minor things related to the election. There's ne- there hasn't even been any allegations of actual fraud. There's been allegations of uh, somebody was mean to somebody else. Somebody said something rude to somebody else. Somebody called somebody Karen, and that was a lawsuit. And then there's videos of of uh, these Republican organizers uh, talking to their crowd, asking if anybody has any actual voter fraud uh, eyewitness accounts that they can and co- and asking if they can come forward. And of course, nobody did. Right, because it doesn't exist. Right. So all these court challenges are 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 theater. It's theater, political theater, and not even good political theater. Right, it's theater, and, and the president is putting on theater. Like, there's no path to his victory at this point. Even, like, he's not even challenging enough states where the electoral vote would even swing in his favor. Right. I mean, he's just, he's literally just, like, just, what he's doing is, is not, is, is making it harder for a peaceful transition. Right. Which is a key to the stability of, of a government. Right. I mean, you can't go forward with half the country uh, thinking that there's one president and half the country still following the loser because he won't concede. Right. And that brings up some good points. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that about him dragging this out. So something that I've read and seen in the news reported is that Trump actually has started a new super PAC called Keep America Safe. And what's happening is he has this legal defense fund that he's asking people to help support his followers and his previous donors and they're fo- they're following the money trail, and they're actually finding that a lot of that money being raised for his quote unquote legal defense fund to fight the election results is actually being funneled to pay off his debts leading up to the presidential election, and also to fund money for to start his super PAC, Keep America Safe, as the implication is that he might have his sights set on a 2024 run. And so, if you're out there donating or supporting him, please understand. He has no. He knows that he's not going to win this, but he is illegally raising money under under the guise of fighting the election results. In actuality, he's actually raising money to pay off debts and to think about future prospects. Also, when you mentioned the peaceful transition, I saw on the news the head of the GSC GSA. I'm sorry, is the department that handles the transition of power when one president is outgoing and the other one is incoming. Well, Trump appointed the the director that's over that now and she is holding off signing any paperwork 
And that is not that isn't allowing Biden and Harris to establish their offices to get they're not being able to be privy to intel about national security and covid. And it's really impeding the process. This is uncanny. This has never happened in the history of our country or democracy. And the longer she waits and the longer the GSA waits to actually hand over um, or to sign the paperwork that hands over the transition paperwork, it just makes things that much difficult. And, and it actually puts us at a greater risk for our national security. And, and it doesn't give the Biden administration a good advantage to kind of start with both feet on the ground. I will say, though, Biden is not uh, someone you can toy with. He, him and Kamala have already founded their own COVID task force. And thankfully, I've seen that there are some Republicans who've kind of come forward and they're willing to share whatever intel they have to make sure they can be as prepared as possible while they're still waiting on the stagnation of GSA. And then lastly, Mark Esper, who was the Defense Secretary, he was fired, and um, a few other of his key top-level cabinet members have been fired, and he's put in really bad actors. And so no one knows what this is for or why, but again, these are just details or information that you may or may not have been privy to that we just felt like we we want to make sure you were aware of in terms of what's kind of going on after the election itself. And then this past Saturday, the the Million MAGA March which took place in D.C., where people, I guess all of Trump supporters, came from all over the country to protest um, the election results and to show Donald, Donald Trump their support. So that was this past Saturday, November 14th, the, the Million MAGA March. So. And how many people showed up for that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I will say that it was not a million. I don't, it was not a million people there, but... Uh, we would think with COVID back on the uptick and all the cases that are being reported and the concerns from the CDC and the medical community, uh, but maybe people want to just keep dying for Trump. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. So, yeah. It, well, it wasn't the turnout that I think he expected, but it was enough people for me to think that, you know, it's, it's a dangerous game being played right now, as Daryl said where we have half of the country feeling like we can move forward and that we will have a good you know, president in office and we have the other half who are totally buying into these rumors and lies and false accusations of a stolen election. So I guess we'll see how all of this will shake down. All right, everybody. Well, that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Learned something interesting. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at cutie chat podcast and follow us on whatever wherever you get your podcast we'll be there well it's mary and this is daryl 